0: Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast. This is episode 171, I'm one of your hosts James and I'm joined as always by Tyler.
1: As always, how's it going my friend?
0: Pretty good, how you doing? Doing well,
1: doing well. I look like an idiot right now. I've you do? I've got to just throw it out there. Yeah, well, you'd you'd walk have to grease so quickly, you can't see me. Um, I, yeah, I cut myself shaving just before oh, uh, and I've got a, just a red dot above my lip here because oh, i'm 13 yeah. and still fucking cut myself shaving
0: yeah, fucking
1: idiot that's right i was so annoyed i was so annoyed <laughs> it's like i look ridiculous i'm better record a podcast but well, that's what it is so there's just a blood red dot yeah if, if,
0: if you think that's dumb i cut myself shaving the other day but i didn't cut my face i cut my thumb so oh, that's that's yeah that's a dumber bit, that i think. Dude, that's
1: that's pretty bitch
0: to yeah that's uh that's a bitch you know i could have yeah. gone better for me but yeah mm. There you go.
1: Yeah, that's a bitch, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, cut my lip and here we are. So just addressing that mm-hmm. and we can move forward. We don't have to address it again. Um, but other than that, I'm good. Nice. I'm pretty, pretty exhausted. been a big week. Um, yeah. But, I was going to say, it know. must be
0: late for you right because it's well yeah it's, late, almost, it's, you know. it's,
1: it's about 10 o'clock at night which is late for me but I've thankfully Mr. David Jerome's back in Australia for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um, as his uh, father is getting married so I've I'm going to that wedding tomorrow so i have got Friday off ah. so I've got like a long weekend that's nice um, yeah so that's fucking sick nice. um, by the time this comes out that would have already happened so that that's I'm sure that was a good time but yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, So normally I wouldn't want to record this late Because I'd be in bed by now In fact 9.30 Pretty much my bedtime If I'm being totally honest with you Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah it's a late one But it's okay Because again not working tomorrow So Lovely here we are. That's my long explanation for that. Apologies. It wasn't
0: even that long of an explanation? That was just a normal explanation,
1: wasn't it? I just felt yeah. like it's such a. It didn't matter that much. I just overexplained it. I, you know,
0: I've got no, a long weekend, fine. so it's fine. You're fine.
1: Yeah. I'm just yeah, just overthinking. Anyway, do you know what I'm not overthinking? And do you know what I'm not sorry about? No. The great people me. over at Patreon.com forward slash as always. Yeah. For making this fucking show happen. So of course we wouldn't be here without you. And if you like what you're listening to here and you want to hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always for just as little as one dollar a month. Get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, of the clubhouse podcast. Get it while you can. But I mean, you'll be able to keep getting it. It's fine. It's going to be there even when the shows end at the end of the year. So True. get over there. A dollar a month. It'll, it's not, the patreon will not go anywhere. Um, so, uh, there's that and there'll be new stuff on it. And we'll announce that at a later date. But mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. Um, thank you to our producers that make the show happen. Thank you to Baron Keane, Damien the Not So, Orange Gnome Ferentino, Flash Paradox, King Richard the Ryan Hafer, Tyler the GOAT, and Ballsack 47. Thank you, you super <sighs> for helping power this podcast. Um, James, we have one really main topic today. Yes. On this As Always podcast, and that is to spoil the shit out of Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, season one. Mm-hmm. It's just wrapped up. Earlier this week.
0: Indeed. So I'm excited
1: to talk about this. But I want to talk about something v- just for five minutes before we get on to that. Okay. Another show. And I've just finished it right before we started recording this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I was dinner, I was in the last episode of The Watcher on Netflix. Okay. Have you heard of The Watcher, James? I
0: have not heard of The Watcher, no. It's,
1: it's just come out. Like, last week came out. Okay. And it's just now trending number one, I think. Everywhere on Netflix, like just it's just knocked Dharma off of number one. Interesting, and it's just seven episodes, like a mini series. I don't know if it's like meant to have more. I you, I guess, yeah. I I don't want to say whether you could or you couldn't without spoiling it, but it's a terrific show. It's very like it's a psychological thriller, very like Gone Girl vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, very good, very very good show. So. Um, I'd highly recommend that if you're into that sort of thing. bit of mysteries, um, mm-hmm. something that makes you think. But also, there's a lot of just things that... It has a deeper meaning than just being a mystery show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's saying something. Um, it's... Yeah. And, nice. and I just found it very interesting. And I think, James, you would really like this show. I might be wrong, but I just...
0: I just get a feeling you'd enjoy the show a lot All right, nice I might have to give it a little give it a little watch
1: and it's not a big it's not a big commitment seven episodes and they're not hour long episodes they're 40 minute episodes 45 minute episodes tops like Mm. they're not like overbearingly long episodes so yeah it's like a four hour show essentially that's nice I reckon yeah um, cool. But yeah, go check that out. Um, was there anything else going on? What's going on with you, James? What's up?
0: What is going on with me? Bloody nothing yeah. at all. Not a lot. Nothing no. At I'm working on this God of War video, so I'm kind of like into the the phase of the video making process where I just like knuckle down and do nothing but work on the video, but it'll be done yeah. and it'll be good. Um,
1: Wh- when's it supposed to come out? I, d- I really don't know.
0: I was going to get it out by the 28th, but that is tomorrow, so that won't happen. But yeah. I guess my aim... Now is just get it out before Ragnarok, which when, is easy. when does Ragnarok come out? Uh, the 9th of November. November. So, okay. I reckon I could do that just under two okay. weeks. So, yep. I, I think I've got that. Um, it'll be fine.
1: Is do you think, and this is this is a weird part of me because uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we've been sentimental the last couple of weeks since the announcement with the podcast. We had a whole clubhouse episode where we just cried the whole time. Um, it's true, you never know, remember to sing it backwards it was actually true. I cried. Multiple times, and then just for the last 20 minutes, the whole time. Like, there wasn't, like, a stop-start. It was just a 20-minute cry.
0: Yeah. Um, It was nice. It was cathartic.
1: It was. It really was. But I've been wanting to sit, and I don't want to make any promises, but I've been wanting to sit here saying I'm not playing any games anymore. I don't want to play God of War. Not that I don't want to, but I just don't want to have the time. But I'm I'm, like, committing to it just because it's one last time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it would be like one of the last episodes of the As Always podcast Would be a spoiler cast on one of the great games. Yeah. Like I just feel like it's a worthy game to be True. the last.
0: It is a worthy game.
1: Do you reckon? I just feel like maybe like I just oh it. I'll like one last mm-hmm. ride. Yeah. Once more into the fray we go. Commit to a game. Fucking power through that game. Rave about that game and then unretire, and then just like <laughs> so we start all over again um psych no um but now I'm just thinking about it now I'm like that might be cool it just makes sense one last gift
0: yeah I mean if it's gonna be anything God of War makes sense yeah
1: yeah and just enjoy sense. that yeah and just enjoy that being in the gaming community for a couple more months you know yeah
0: yeah you know yeah.
1: Because there's nothing like, the, like, I'll always like, have such fond memories in the community of, like, playing a game and everyone sharing in that experience, mm-hmm. like, online through streams and tweets and YouTube comments and videos, like, really sharing in games. Like, I really, uh, I really enjoyed a lot of that. That was very cool. Yeah. It's a very cool experience that I've had for sure. It's um, good. It's
0: good fun, and you don't get you don't get that as much as with like a PlayStation exclusive. You know the big, the heavy hitters, like the best of the best games. Yeah. Like you know, like, a Last of Us or Uncharted or a God of War. So oh
1: yeah, I've really enjoyed Horizon Bidden West this year. That was yeah. I had such a terrific time playing that game. Like, I, what a good game! I absolutely love like that franchise. Like we fell in love with Arise Zero Dawn and then people tried to like sort of shit on it down the road and be like, it's such an overrated game. But I'm like, I felt like it wasn't overrated. It was a fucking fantastic game, but maybe what we hyped about it was its potential Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. More than just maybe necessarily what it did in that game. But it was like, how it made you think about, holy shit, what could be next
0: as well? It was that, it was that, it was that. It, it, and how not, can they
1: outdo it how can not, they do this yeah, again
0: yeah not, not to like and to not Assassin's believing Creed, they could but there was that the element of like speculation for the future of like there's so much there's so many breadcrumbs in zero dawn where it's like oh i wonder like if this means something or if this leads to something and like that was what yeah. was so interesting about it because it was the game itself is like i mean it's a, I think it's a good well-made a very good game But I think it's the it's the world building and the law that is so interesting because like it just there's so much to the world building like they think out everything in Horizon, um, which is what makes it so compelling because it's like you know you've you've got not just the world you're living in now and like what what's the law of like the different tribes it's like well how do their beliefs connect to like a reality that was a thousand years ago and like what was this building originally used for you know in our in our time sort of thing and there's all of yeah. those elements that just makes it so there's so much depth to it um which makes it so cool
1: yeah and it's so good that was definitely one of the highlights one of those highlight games i'm really glad because mm. i didn't feel like yeah, i yeah, could yeah. feel that way about a game ever again and then forbidden west sort of made me feel that way and then i'm like oh that's awesome mm-hmm. i feel like we could blame assassin's creed all you want for like me falling in love with games so i don't think it was the first time i felt like Games is sort of never... The first time I realized I wasn't going to play games my whole life, like there will be a time where I just will never play games again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not, you know, other than, you know, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. go to, your, to a mate's house, their kids are fucking... You know what I mean? You play something, but mm-hmm. in a serious way. I, um, it was after Kingdom Hearts 3. Really? It was after Kingdom Hearts 3 because it, it was the weirdest thing. I felt like I'd done it. Mm-hmm. Like, Kingdom Hearts 3, rightly or wrongly, for me, is the real quintessential heart of my video game life. And I mean mm-hmm. that in the sense of, not just when the game came out, 13 years of building to that game. Yeah. You know, I I came into doing YouTube ship for Assassin's Creed, but my first favorite franchise was always Kingdom Hearts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think when 3 came out, it was like that thing I'd been waiting for. And then once I finished it, I was like, ah, oh, I feel like all, even though there were all these other franchises that I knew were going to have sequels, Horizon, God of War, I just, all the excitement went away. I'm like, no, nah, there's nothing else I'll want or anticipate as much as I've just anticipated that.
0: Mm-hmm. that and I felt
1: like I'd done enough. it. You know what I mean? I, it was just this weird. It's a weird feeling to try to explain. It just sort of like was this feeling of completion, like ah, that was sort mm. of the only thing I was holding on to. And now that it's done, I'm like, I can sort of let everything go. That mm. was the first time I thought that. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird thought, thought yeah. to have.
0: But makes sense. Though. That was that's the it. first
1: time. And and then Assassin's Creed just fucking stamped it out of my soul. Yeah. As well, whatever was left, just they yeah, just fucking. Rough.
0: That is rough
1: crushed it into oblivion yeah um and then you know you get gaslit by darby mcdevitt who's saying
0: it's
1: gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be the greatest game of all time oh, you can trust me and i'm like we can trust you darby and then i play i'm like this is so bad
0: fuck's sake darby god damn it
1: uh we love him though we love him, that was we a joke We do love him, we do He's a gaslighter, but that was a joke
0: Yeah, well um, that's, that's yeah, why we yeah. love him, because he us, yeah. So now we just don't know, we don't know how to feel Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah exactly, exactly Yeah <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> today we're here to talk about House of the Dragon um, Oh yeah uh, Whole first season, spoilers You've been warned, click off, go watch it if you haven't already mm-hmm. um, James, I think what I want to start with, let's cover all the bases here Let's yep. cover all the bases. Heading in, you know what? Let's go back even further.
0: How let's go back did even you f- further? Where are we going?
1: Uh, let's go back pretty far.
0: Okay.
1: Let's set a scene here. All right. Twelve months ago, when the first sort of announcement of the filming was wrapped, the first sort of trailers, teasers, vows of, of the dragon came out. How did you feel about Game of Thrones around that time?
0: um pretty uh bad
1: you weren't a fan of the ending did it get worse after time
0: um or better i think with time? i think it just not not better but i think i just care less you know yeah i think it was i hated it and hated it and then i kind of got it out of my system and the the show didn't become better to me it was still as bad i just didn't care as much i was like i'm just letting it go you know it sucked that it sucked and it's whatever i'll move on i I think i
1: think i felt very similar like it just was that like over time i just hated it more and more and more and just was like it was more of just like that was a fucking shame because that was the greatest show ever made in the history of television by a country mile for six years and then it just uh, it fell off a cliff
0: it, it, it was did just, indeed It's. I've
1: never seen something fall so fast
0: yeah it, it From, it's, was very very rough
1: yeah it, yeah, <clears throat> and I guess I thought when the first season of House of the Dragon came out I was like I mean I'll watch it but does anyone really care about this anymore that's sort of what I was thinking it's yeah. still a, so far away
0: I think it was it, it was, was so far away. a sort of a to me what it felt like and especially after you know being exposed to so much of the way that Disney produces their content I think it was there was the cynic in me that was like well Game of Thrones sucked they're trying to capitalize on Game of Thrones again they're going to try and make a show they're going to force some like shit show out who cares about a prequel to a show that ended badly like yeah. this is not yeah. going to be good it can't be yep. good like, I had all those suck. thoughts I had um, all those
1: thoughts crossed my mind.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much how I felt when it was announced. Mm-hmm. And it was like a I'll probably like watch an episode or two maybe, see what it's like or whatever. Um and that was about it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. I think the closer we got to it, the more I was sort of like, oh yeah, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm keen. I'm keen to give it a shot. I still don't have expectations for it. But I wonder how I'll feel. I was open to enjoying it. I wasn't like, it's going to be shit, it's going to be shit. I was like, I hope it's good. I don't expect it to be all that good compared to Game of Thrones. It'll probably be fine. But I wonder if I'll be like, oh, but I will keep watching because of the Westeros side of it. And I just like being back in the world. I didn't know how I'd feel about that, if you know what I mean, because of Game of Thrones being so shit. But could I forgive it with the new show?
0: And I think all the all the trailers as well. Like, Could I trust again?
1: <laughs> I think I think
0: with all the with all the trailers, I think it it sort of you you see bits of the show and you're like, okay, it's like shot really nice and like you see like you know yeah. it's people standing around talking. You're like, all right, there's going to be some depth to this. It's not just like throwing a lot of action in your face. There's, there's yeah. you know, some bits going on here. It looks really nice. It looks like they've t- taken some care. And then you got like interviews with people talking about like the focuses of the show. And you're like, oh, it sounds like they're they're going in the right direction. But like, will the writing hold up? Who knows? So it was this sort of it became like this intrigue almost of like, yeah, yeah. Will, will the show actually maybe be good though? Potentially, who knows? And I yeah. think I think I went into the first episode not expecting it to be like like really really good but i think i expected it to be good i think
1: yeah i think by that point i probably did. I do it it really was this journey of emotions of trust building back up to where before it was more like i went in confident it would be good yeah i was pretty confident i was like this will be a, a passable to solid show yeah but again let's just talk about the first episode I couldn't believe how good that was. Mm -hmm. And we did a spoiler cast for it, so you can go check that out.
0: We did, yeah.
1: For for the in-depth, like, initial reaction to the show. But that was a 10 out of 10 pilot. Mm -hmm. That was a 10 out of 10 pilot. It was such a great episode. I was like, I can't believe how much I enjoyed that. They hit a home run with episode one.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. It was a great episode. It establishes the world, the characters, the state of everything. Yeah.
1: And it had a shocking moment that we cared about Mm -hmm. so early on in a show emotionally. Like, it's so hard in a pilot to be emotionally invested in characters enough to care when something happens. And they managed to create Mm -hmm. a a scenario and a moment that captures that so well, so fast. It was terrific, terrific television.
0: Part part of that was the the quality of the writing. Part of it was the quality of the performances, because these actors are brilliant. Like, they're all very, very good. Yeah. um and so and, and credit to as well of
1: course game of thrones before it for establishing the world like it obviously helps tremendously that we i can't do deny that. i
0: do wonder what what it would be like to watch this without having seen game of thrones whether it would be easier or harder to, not easier to follow but like would it be a lot harder to follow or do they do a good enough job because it's obviously it's not for us it you can't really look at it that way because we already know so much subconsciously but I do yeah. wonder what it's like for someone that's that's. We not know the rules
1: of it. the laws of the world. They don't need to yeah. explain things. Yeah. Um, even just when they are dishing out punishments or the lines of succession or how seriously they take it, like the weight to the Game of Thrones in House of the Dragon is so much more because we've seen where it can go. Mm-hmm. We've seen how serious it is, like. If you watched it before, you don't know what's at stake when we talk about usurping thrones. When we talk about like tension between siblings for who's going to be king or queen. We know how characters can just fucking die
0: because yeah. of these conflicts. Which I think and- must be like a different way of exploring the show. Or like viewing it and taking it all in if you don't know because the tension builds in a different way like it's you discovering it for the first time and figuring out how this world yeah. operates and you know it's f- seeing these major characters just die and be like oh that that's a thing that can just happen um yeah. so interesting but obviously yeah having seen game of thrones beforehand it adds this this layer that, that yeah. was really i think played into by house of the dragon in a cool yeah. way
1: I want to say, um, because we've obviously done, few, like, reviewed a few of these episodes, but when talking about the whole show overall, early on, I wasn't too sure about the way it jumped Mm
0: -hmm. over
1: timelines, and obviously it had a pretty controversial, like, actor switch in the middle of the show for the two main characters of the show, Mm -hmm. but... This has been 10 episodes. Only 10, only one season with these characters. I feel like we've been with them for 3 seasons. Mhm.
0: Yeah,
1: I yeah, like no you say what you will maybe about the time jumps, but it worked. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it should have worked with the actor change, that shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. That should that's that, that ruins shows. Yeah. But fuck me, it worked.
0: Yeah, for sure. It
1: shouldn't for have sure. worked, but they it, it couldn't have been <clears throat> better. It couldn't mm-hmm. have been better.
0: Yeah, I think I think it was. Uh, it was one of those things where you don't know until you come out the other end if it's good or not. Like I think as we were watching these time jumps, we were like, "Hey, this needs to." I'm not sure about this. I'm not really sure. But you get to the Will end. Well, keep going like this. Where,
1: where's you know?
0: I think I think it, it in the end it paid off and it made sense and it worked. And like you said, it doesn't feel like like when I think back to the events that have happened, I don't feel like. I have jumped around. I feel like I've just seen the events play out and like they, they refer to the, they like, they imply things that happened in between the time jumps too. And they have consequences to the time jumps. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, everything like it all, like that's a major thing about like what made game of Thrones in the early season. So strong is the, that consequence of like everything. And I think house of the dragon does that quite well in that you know, even across these time jumps, we'll see the consequences play out of people's actions Um, you see people develop and change and it was just yeah just I think it was actually a really good way of introducing your show especially with all the major characters to then you know tee everything up for the final like what was it three episodes where yeah everything then goes into like you stop doing the time jumps and you've got you know then you see everything play out from that point but it's backed up by these you know these seven episodes of like, really, really great character development and world-building and political setup and all of these things to get to those final three episodes that then just, you know, use all of that, like, knowledge that we now have and all of the character relationships to then push us, you know, where they're going now. And I just think it was just, yeah, really, really solid.
1: Yeah, you couldn't have described it better, honestly. That, it was just absolutely terrific the way they did that and i think it really just it's partly why i think i feel like i've watched three seasons with these characters because mm-hmm. we've gone through that much time but it feels justified yeah it didn't feel rushed it feels like all those moments had weight and still have weight mm-hmm. uh and i think that's why it feels like it's fleshed out for so long but that's why it feels like i've known these characters for so much longer if it, like thinking back to young rhaenyra feels like that oh that was like a couple of years ago in the early season you know yeah. what i mean like but that was 10 weeks ago bro mm-hmm. you know but it yeah. i think that that just says something
0: yeah it's, it's really interesting something. and I, I think as well something that plays into that is the way the show was shot changes after the major time jump um and i think that as well helps to in your mind like, these, there's these two, there's like different eras, and like it feels yeah, like a different. Yeah, different, te-
1: different techniques yeah, they sort it, of use. It feels like to, a different to... part
0: of the show's lifespan because, like, it's just the way that it feels. Like, you know, when you think about Game of Thrones, you think about season one, and like the show yeah. looks a certain way. You think about, you know, season six, and it looks very different. They do yeah. that, but they do it within a single season of the show. And I think it yeah. works to further, like, like like I guess further illustrate the, the the difference in time period that we're in um and I think that's also just a really nice touch as well
1: yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely yeah and it's just even the way they they set up shots or the types of shots they use that they just don't use later on in the show
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they want to make you feel i guess in that pace yeah yeah you know when you feel like you're an observer in those early episodes it's easy to sort of in your mind, justify the long jumps, but you you're way more in the action in those, in those later episodes, you're way more in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you, you need to slow it down and it does that really, really well.
0: Yeah. Really. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, okay. Let's, let's chat more about overall about some specifics. Um, what did you feel was the standout character? And performance of the season what was the story and it could involve story arc however you want <clears> to justify it. what's what's the standout character for you
0: um i think standout character probably for me would be viserys uh paddy yeah. constantine was really really good in that role oh like how yeah
1: fucking i had performance. i wasn't sure in the first episode a hey, after the first one i was like yeah oh, I don't know. it feels like a bit of I an amateur that. yeah yeah they got to play this this king yeah. but by the end i'm like he was the best fucking character the whole show he was
0: he was incredible like they really make you care about him too and it's just so just so he was he was so good like the way he plays as, this character yeah. throughout these different phases in his life as he's going through like this illness and like he, like, all he that did was final, fuck up as oh. king
1: but you couldn't help but like yeah. want to a root for him like yeah. like oh, he was just a, he yeah.
0: was just a good guy he was trying his yeah. best man and it was yeah. just rough to see everything fall apart around him and everyone like you know fighting each other for like who's gonna be the heir and stuff and he's just there, king, like king but an amazing fuck. father yeah he's like i just love my family man i just want you all to be happy with each other um yeah. and it was just yeah just a really good character and brilliant yeah. performance for sure
1: well, the, I think he's the he's he's the driving force of the show in this season. Mm-hmm. You know everything that this show is becoming, and how it ended was set up all by the decisions made by the Ceres. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He
1: changed the course of history. He yeah. went against generations of law by choosing Rhaenyra to be the heir. Yeah, and it was really this last declaration of love to his wife is what it turned out to be, mm-hmm. and he didn't realise what it's going to mean for the future though because to him it was it was all about love, and really it just caused this divide, this inner turmoil divide because love is the death of duty,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he fucked up his duty because of love. It's the rule of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and. It set events in motion that caused Alicent and Rhaenyra to be at odds. And th- this perfect melting pot of different ideas, of different desires and greed of- and power, like hungry people, like just made for this conflict that is going to be the end of most of these people. Mm. Really. like By the time this show's over, most of these characters will be dead
0: yeah 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 it's definitely you know it's definitely interesting and it's definitely the just that yeah the way they use Viserys's character and his choices as like the catalyst for the show to propel itself is really really i like it a lot i think it's just really good in respect, especially because like it's not just like not only is he that plot device to get everything moving he's also a brilliant character that like you know Everyone, like, I've not seen one person say they didn't love him. Um,
1: yeah. And the relationship he had with, with Rhaenyra, we, like, we talk about how much he loved her, but we forget early on they had such a tense relationship. They weren't mm. talking. She hated him. Yeah. And, like, she felt so, like, he didn't give a... He, she thought he didn't give a fuck about her.
0: Mm. Yeah. She's
1: like, he doesn't care about me. All I want is, like, his approval. But sh- by the time she was an adult, by the time she became you know what she's become a queen by the end of the show. She knew the Viseras loved her more than anybody. Mm. and she loved him too. Like yeah. that was a special, you know, I think, and he had the best relationships with our characters. He also had the best relationship with Damon. Yeah. You talk about at the start of the show, Damon acting out violently, viciously slaughtering peasants with um the fucking city watch. When he's leader mm. that in the first episode, he was a brutal, evil guy. And you thought he just wanted power, but what did he want? His brother's love more mm. than anything. His brother's trust. And you, the way you see that at the end where Damon's picking up a fucking crown and putting it on his head. And the love and loyalty he showed yeah. to not just Viserys, but then also to Rhaenyra. Because yes, he's king mm-hmm. consort. and Yes, he has a lot more power now than he ever had, and he is in a good position. He still didn't try to take the throne for himself. At the end of the day, he mm-hmm. still did respect the fact and bow down to to his wife, yeah, the queen. Mm-hmm. He has a he has like he has some good in him and his redeeming qualities, and you see it most through that relationship he has with his heirs. How When he saw him when he was sick, the way he reacted to him, the news when he died, like you saw the pain. And that's yeah. good, and that just goes to the performances of of Matt Smith and who the who are the two actresses that played. I need to get the cast list up. The yeah, Rhaenyra. you should
0: get it up. I don't know many of the actors' um, names. I know a few, but um,
1: but they just the performances all round were terrific. Mm-hmm. Emma Darcy, um, as um, Princess what well, Queen Queen Rhaenyra, mm-hmm. um, in the second half of the season in the first half of the season, you have <coughs> Emilia Alcock, mm-hmm. who plays yeah young. Uh, princess renair uh, and they were just absolutely terrific all around and matt yeah. smith i mean we everyone knows how good matt smith is you know mm-hmm. and if you yeah. don't now you do i mean i certainly going in expected stellar performance yeah he's just a great actor i think um yeah just looking at the list other standout ewan mitchell uh from um he's from the last kingdom a great character in the last kingdom but he plays aemon targaryen
0: ah um, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. he's he, he was absolutely terrific in the he's show as very, well there very was good yeah he was a he was another just sort of in the back dark horse character yeah um he's probably the dark horse of
0: the show and i think and I obviously think well, played a big
1: part at the end as well
0: with a lot of these characters well with all of them pretty much what makes them so interesting is like the complexity of the way they're written in the you know there's some you're going to root for more than others, but every single character has depth and nuance. Like, there's no just, there's maybe, like, one, like, outright, not even what like, every, there's no outright, like, good or outright evil characters. Like, there's always that nuance there. There's always going to be these disputes between characters. There's always going to be, like, some person wants one thing, but, like, then they, like, learn that maybe that was wrong, and, like, there's just just the relationships between these characters is so real and it feels to me and I said this uh last episode when we did the Lord of the Rings um episode was that there's certain characters you 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 don't meet until later um and Aegon is one of them um who's now the the king who's you know basically you know now Rhaenyra and him are fighting over the crown basically um but yeah you, you don't meet on prop like you do meet him like when he's younger and stuff but he doesn't become like a prominent character until you know towards the end where like he really sort of yeah you know is like one of the major characters in the show and he yeah already has so much depth to him like it feels like there's that scene with him and um allison in the carriage on the way to um him getting crowned king um yeah and, like, you just see, like, he's not, like... Because so far, like, we've learned, like, he's a, he can be a bit of a bully and a bit of a dick. But also, like, he is a nice guy and he has a lot of insecurities. And, like, he's just has this, like, conversation with his mother and, like... It he just, did assault like, women as
1: well, to it's, be fair. Let's just uh, cut. He out did
0: it. also do that. But what I'm saying is... Yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is there's nuance to these characters in that they can be bad guys and do bad things. Like, you look at what Damon was doing in episode one, but then you look at him at the end and you're like, oh, but... I like him too. Like it, he's
1: choking his wife. Yeah, I like that. It,
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I don't I'm know saying. about
1: you. You keep throwing around "good guy," and I'm like, I don't know if you watch the fucking show. No, but you know, no, you God know what questions. I mean, though.
0: What I'm saying is that they're yeah. they're they're good and bad and both, and it's I know. that's what makes it so good. That's what Compelling, I love about yeah. it. It's yeah, yeah. Abso- this, this nuance to every single person. Like the show never says, "Oh, because someone did this bad thing, they are now just." unequivocally bad forever it the show will always try and redeem them it, it makes you confused because you're like i don't know what to feel anymore and it's like also like you see how devoted like Damon is to rhaenyra but then you're like ah but that's her uncle and they're married also uh that's not i don't like that and, yeah and but all, yeah, you know multiple yeah multiple children yeah. yeah it's um it's it's the way the show does those things and does nuance is just so strong that yeah um, to an extent I would say stronger than some of the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones in in some ways cause dude one
1: hundred percent
0: it's one hundred percent the game is like this show has just jumped in at the deep end and gone we're gonna like but it hasn't failed as well like it's jumped in yeah. at the deep end and gone we're gonna give you so much though like there is so much here to think about and sink your teeth into. I- I agree. Um, And I I think that's what makes it so strong.
1: I know it's too early to say this. I know that. I know it's too early to compare these two characters because it's not fair. One had eight seasons, years of build-up, pop culture, the other's new, maybe right after Coattails, maybe. But Rhaenyra, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: probably comparable to Daenerys Targaryen in terms of their roles within the shows.
0: Yeah, similar.
1: I don't know, man. Sort of like Rhaenyra better.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. Is I that mean, too
1: early to say? Well, I mean Maybe if you're including
0: we... every season of Game of Thrones, I think it's an easy one to decide. Yeah, because, yeah. Because Game of Thrones is bad um, yeah, yeah. at the end. But um I don't think I don't think that's unreasonable. I think they're like to a lot of these Just characters, a better character.
1: It's so, she's so complex like I yeah. just really really love Rhaenyra she's my favorite character of the show I love Viserys number two but Rhaenyra was just terrific what a what a like compelling fucking character mm-hmm. she is
0: yeah and I think I think you look at Game of Thrones and you look at Daenerys and I think what the show was doing was setting up depth to be explored but the show just doesn't do that so you end up just seeing Daenerys as like She's a bit flat by the end because yeah. she was just like a good person for the whole thing and then the show just flips and goes, and good actually... Looking. To be
1: honest, it's like it was just like I definitely thought that was like she's gorgeous. I love Daenerys because you're like this part of it, you're like, and that was part of the show too. That was the point. Mm -hmm. Like everyone just fell in love with this woman. Mm -hmm. That's not what Rhaenyra's role in the show is not every man that Court falls in love with her. Whereas, like, literally, that was a major part of Daenerys' character. She's this just beautiful woman. And at some point, she sort of think to yourself, is she really that good a character or am I just like all these characters of the show and you just fucking love
0: sick? You yeah. know what I mean? With, yeah. with Daenerys. I, I mean, speak for yourself. I don't know if that applies to me personally, but, uh, mm. Mm. I, I, I think, yeah, I just if think. If you they, love
1: Daenerys, mate, I, I just don't know what to tell you.
0: I just, you. <laughs> I just think she was not, I just don't think the, the depth of her character was ever explored or delved into. I think she starts off and, like, there's a lot there where you're like, oh, this would be cool to explore, this would be cool to explore, and maybe they'll get there, but then they just don't get there, um, and it falls off and is bad, so I think that's probably Daenerys, yeah, if you look at the whole show, it's like, yeah, there's depth there, but they don't go into it enough, whereas I think House of the Dragon, it's all about that, like, for all of the characters, there's depth to everybody, um, And I'm trying to think of, like, the the characters in Game of Thrones, yeah, they are complex. There's complex characters there for sure. Like, I think Jaime is a really good one. Um, I think even Cersei is a really good one. Um, And trying to think of other ones in Game of Thrones that are, like, actually, like, really, really deep characters. Yeah. Um, Tyrion, I guess, but he also falls off. Like, all of the characters just start falling off and then they fall off a fucking cliff by the end. So it's, like, difficult to... Because I think Game of Thrones is a slow wind-up. Like, it starts quite simple, and it builds, and it builds, and it builds, and then it gets really shit. Whereas in House of the Dragon, it's, like, that depth and that nuance and that complexity is there from the very start. Like, it doesn't take a while to build itself. It just goes we're going to get right into it. Here is all the depth. Let's just that's what these episodes are all about. It's about building so much depth for these characters, years and years and years of their life as as you know, as quickly as we can, but with as much care as we can. And we get to the point we're at now and it feels like we've watched seasons of a show. Um and I think that is incredible writing that you're able to do that. Um and I think to me that's probably why I would say this show the characters at least and the complexity of them, I would say is maybe stronger than Game of Thrones. Um mm-hmm. which is it's a tough thing to say and I think people are gonna be unhappy but about that statement, but I don't know. I think it's
1: I mean, I, I feel like we'll get to it at the end. We'll compare it to Game of Thrones at the end overall and how we feel about it. I don't wanna get I don't want to give that away too early in the show, James.
0: Okay, that's a good point. That's a good that's a um, very good point, yeah.
1: I do wanna point out um another character that's not going to really be mentioned much because everyone fucking hates him, and that's Otto Hightower. But mm. you got to shout out Otto Hightower because that's another character that just... He's, they're doing something right because you're supposed to fucking hate this guy, and I yeah. fucking hate him. Mm-hmm. But the way they played him out in the show was also very, very well done. It started very slow. You were a bit unsure. You're like, I don't know. He might be a good guy. Like, I just thought Otto Hightower was one of the good guys very early on. And then slowly but surely you realize, you see, like at first you see some of his ambitions and you're not sure what his motives are. You almost trust his hand of the king. We've seen some good hands of the king. Is he one of those? Like is everything he's doing for the king? And then you start to realize it's way more selfish than that. It's for Mm -hmm. himself. And then it slowly devolves into where he's completely leading the charge in usurping the throne and wishes of his king. Mm. Because he sees the chance to
0: yeah for sure and I think as well what's interesting about that is we almost maybe if the show was from the point of view of the high towers we might even be on his side with that which I think is like an interesting way to look at it because I think it shows that like why does he want power is it just because he's evil like no I don't think that's why um it's you know there's more to it than that and I think you know where does his ambition come from I'd love to see that explored in later seasons um see sort of why why he wants that like what what's his what's his motivation for that um because i think there's a like a i think there's a strong family theme behind that i feel like and i think he thinks by well, there's pushing... family bo- i
1: mean it's it's called house of the dragon it's about a family but it's also about lots of families yeah it's a very family orientated relationship orientated show and it's family versus family ultimately <clears throat> in this war that's about to go down the the dance of the dragons
0: yeah and i think i think otto was pushing allison into what he pushed her into with Viserys. not i don't i don't think it was entirely because of his own ambition i think he also felt like he was doing something good for his daughter i think that's what he like i think he genuinely thought it was the right thing to do and that later Dude, she would come to thank him. i
1: didn't i didn't i definitely thought he was using her. i think a it's a, i think it's a bi-
0: i think it's a bit of both like i do think it's wrong of him to do that and i she think she was an a extent, child bro. he knows but i also she think was
1: a child bro. I also,
0: yeah i i know it's wrong okay i know it's wrong i know but i also think that he believes that cunt. <laughs> i <laughs> i think that he genuinely believes that she would she would see the benefit in it as she got older because you do start to see them start scheming almost together. Like, there's, it's a brief portion. Where- I think that's
1: just... I just think that's an totally, like, unplanned result for Otto. I think he, he used her and now he's, <clears throat> you know, without his knowledge, his daughter is just very smart, smarter than I think he gave her credit, where she's grown up the way she is and now she is... You know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and he's realised that. I think that's a later thing. I don't think he planned anything.
0: I don't think he but planned it. I don't it think he cared. I don't think he even thought about it. But I do. But I. Do, I do, like. I don't know. I just don't believe he. He is completely just an evil guy, and that's his only character trait. Is I'm evil, and I'm going to manipulate my daughter, and I want power. No, I just it. think he's
1: a an narcissist and thinks he knows best.
0: Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. So I think in a twisted way, he genuinely believes it was right for him to do that to his daughter. Like, he genuinely believes, like, she's going to come queen, she's going to fucking thank me, and then I have all the power too. Like, both things.
1: Maybe. Maybe. That's,
0: that's where I think he's coming from. Um, maybe. Because I think I he genuinely cares about, like, he believes his family deserves more, and he thinks he's doing the right thing. Like, as this righteous, I'm going to, you know, prop my family up, and also I'm going to have power in return too. It's like both of those things. It's this sort of twisted... Like, I don't, like know. I don't, know. I'm, I don't like know. I'm not morality. convinced. I'm,
1: I'm not totally convinced. It's
0: something I would like to see him explore. I'd like to see his motivations. I think that's yeah, me too. something I'd enjoy seeing. He's a
1: fantastic character, as is Alison. Mm-hmm. I think she's really terrific, the way mm. you see her grow up, and this innocent girl that slowly but surely plays, like by all the rules in this world... And she thinks it's because that's proper and that's what you're supposed to do. And really, no one fucking does that bullshit and they get more than her. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, she becomes very cynical and becomes very just like, I think she still wants to do good. I think she still wants to do what's right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I think that, like a little like Otto, she sort of thinks she knows best. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why she's quick to uh, hear things like the, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire from Viserys when he thought he was talking to Rhaenyra, but it was actually well, he thought he was talking to, um, is it Emma, his first wife?
0: Did he? I thought he thought he was talking to Rhaenyra.
1: Uh, yeah, it must be. He just oh, but he does say her name as
0: he's dying, doesn't he?
1: Or he says he'll he's he's gonna see her or something. I don't, I'm trying to remember.
0: I'm not sure, he's, I don't He remember. has
1: like a line as he's dying. They were talking about it. Um, anyway, I cannot find it. There are a few characters at the end of the show that didn't really make much of an appearance and I thought they'd play a bit more. Laris Strong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's now uh, Lord of Harrenhal. Mm-hmm. But he was a creepy little finger type character.
0: He was. I um, liked him a lot. Like, didn't I like did him, too. but but yeah, liked yeah. him. Like, he was good. Yeah. The same way you
1: like High Tower. The role he plays is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within the show, mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, I thought that was a really, really good character. Mm-hmm. Um, Damon's like side piece that he had at the start of the show, and she's just like in Oh King's yeah. Landing. It's she's like a bit of a whisperer.
0: A, yeah, doing some spying. Yeah,
1: yeah, a bit a bit odd. And then as well. Kristen Cole, um, mm. I mean, you saw him in episode nine, but I just sort of felt like he was earlier on, he was supposed to be super major, and now he's just sort of like, his role is just to be a bit of a cunt
0: yeah. at the end of the show. They should be like, fuck, I, just, I hate Rhaenyra so much. I yeah. want her dead. He's
1: such a bitch, um, dude. Yeah. He's the most bitch character so, in the history of Game so of Thrones. He's
0: so mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> imagine
1: being that upset
0: <laughs> like um, he
1: was so upset about Rhaenyra that she dumped him what a dick like really so embarrassing dude imagine so if, embarrassing. imagine if
0: Kristen Cole sent in a clubhouse advice thread he you know. what would it say you reckon how'd he start
1: <laughs> <laughs> how'd he start it James? hey How James he and Tyler
0: it? I hope you're having a good modern day um yep i well i was with this girl and i wanted to run away with her to another to, an, to, to another land um and she's also like 10 years younger than me um and then by the way i'm said, 25 <laughs> um... i'm 25 she's 17 um and she said no um so i i murdered someone at a family dinner um am i yeah. the arsehole
1: that was such a weird thing am i the arsehole that's such a weird thing
0: yeah, that was yeah. I think I like I I when I first watched that episode, I I I was a bit confused about what happened. Like I wasn't sure if there was a like a different motive behind why he killed that person. I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, yeah, Gaz did explain to me his interpretation. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I'm what with you that? on that. Just that it was it really like what the show ends up just like saying it is, which is just that. Well, it was just his anxiety. Over the whole Rhaenyra situation of people like finding out and like ruining her marriage and like then him like getting like you know because the only thing he has is um being part of the 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 bloody what they called the the Cape Boys. Um, the King's God, bro. yeah Come yeah on. that's the one that's the one that's the one he that's the, the only the, the cape boys he only that's the only thing like he has that's like his only thing like it's the, the only thing he's ever felt like matters to him and he broke his oath and then he's worried people are gonna find out and that, like that's gonna like he's gonna be dishonorable uh that's why like he tells allison he's just like freaking out and then when someone taunts him about it it's just like he just snaps in that moment and i get that and like yeah but i also don't know if that was like telegraphed enough that Kristen cole is someone that could snap like that you know because i think he's been yeah. like quite calm the whole show up until that point like he's always been this person who's given rhaenyra advice he's always seemed quite nice and like collected um so but then it he got pussy did... with bro yeah maybe that's he's just got pussy it with bro. maybe that's just i think i do i think he's a bitch i he think just, he's a yeah. fucking bitch yeah uh i did just think it kind of came a little bit out of nowhere um but I don't know. It also makes sense too. I think the show could have just like made a point to show that he can lose his temper quite easily and then I would have maybe been like, oh no, yeah, this is the- all this pressure on him, it's caused that to happen. But, you know. Yeah, it's a bitch. <laughs> I
1: th- when I look at Rhaenyra's character, I just love the contrast between both, um, I guess, versions of the character. I feel like there are multiple versions, but... Um, Millie's version to Emma's version, like mm-hmm. the two actors that played her
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was more than the actors, it was also how the character was in those times. You know, um, young Princess Rainier was very much about resistant to duty and doubtful of herself mm-hmm. and feeling like she's unloved and doesn't have a place and can't be herself.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when we see her by the end of the show as a queen you know I think the creators saying in the inside of the episode how um she sort of was resistant to being a mother but by having all those children and being with Damon actually found like for the first time in her life a family unit where she could be herself
0: Mm -hmm. and that
1: it's hers like this tribe Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I think she really loved it and she seemed like a really great mother that cared about her family a lot um And just had it together and was more confident in herself, in her position and what she was going to be doing. It just... I really loved how that evolved and how that changed. I just thought, yeah, she was an absolutely terrific character.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, like, the the contrast between the younger and older versions of the character work in a way that... I think they're reflective of each other, but in a way that they're not... Because they are different. Like, you, after that larger time jump, she does feel different. But I think it's different in a way that like makes sense. Like you feel like this is a, this makes yeah. sense for her character to be at this point. Um, And I think that was just like, it was just like really nice to have that jump and not feel like, oh no, they've changed the character completely and everything's wrong. And the performance is different. Like it felt like the same character, um, but just yeah. older. And I think that was really, really good um, for, for her. And I, I think, I think probably Alison was even better in that regard um i agree like the yeah. jump she was there was this consistency there that was just is really strong um across both versions of 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 allison and honestly they both blend into one like i can't in my head c- like completely like separate them and be like oh this was this part like this is the, the, the way one, they is how the similar
1: one. they like, look is unreal yeah
0: they do look very similar which i think helps a lot um yeah. whereas rhaenyra does look similar but maybe not as similar as the two Allisons. um yeah but yeah i think that whole yeah that that the swapping of their actors worked wonders um yeah and that was cool that was cool (laughs) it was cool man
1: that was cool um well, let's let's move through the, the story. Obviously, we've talked about so much of the show early on, and we've sort of talked through bits and pieces as we bra- go through the characters. Mm-hmm. As the show's story progressed to be sort of like... It, ultimately, it was the setup um, to to Viserys' death mm-hmm. and what would happen when Viserys died. That's what we're building towards, the different relationships, the different promises kept, promises broken... Um, inner turmoils, things like that, over many, many years. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And how all of those are connected and could build to the actions these people will take once Ceres, the thing that held them all together, that sort of connecting tissue, died. Mm -hmm. I think, well, I want your thoughts. How did you enjoy the build-up to that? And the way they sort of, do you feel like they nailed what they set out to do with making that set towards the end of the show because if yeah. it didn't land, like it, <clears throat> if it wasn't good it couldn't have landed like it did
0: yeah for sure and i th- I think what the the show did was from the beginning it like you establish you know Viserys is like he he wants an air he makes raniera the air the sort of the 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 reaction to that from from different people um and it sort of builds this tension of like I wonder what's going to happen when she has to step up and become queen like what is going to happen to everybody and they set up all these different like all these different moving pieces different characters different different things that you you start to realize like okay that's going to play a part and this is going to play a part And when it finally happens and you have that moment and then you layer on top of it the the fact that allison misunderstands his final words and genuinely believes he wants Egon to be king i think after doing all of this build-up and then layering that on top of it going into this that episode after um after viserys uh died was so fucking good and i think it it really worked to pay off all of the season's setup thus far to to really play into all of the tension they built up and i think they did that across episode yeah the last all of them up until the end of the season um after Viserys died and it really like just it just goes to show the amount that they set up and the amount that they established when like you get to those episodes and you're like you know everything that's going on you know everything that might happen you start to see all everything fall into place and you're like fuck this is just there's it's so intense um so I I think that that was yeah really well built up and then also really well paid off too um really strong
1: when you look at episode nine and we're just sort of focusing on the greens on you know the high towers end of, uh, of the story how do you feel about these characters because i don't think like obviously rhaenyra the the main character the blacks are the the good guys the greens are supposed to be the bad guys but like you said the great part about game of thrones it's never quite black and white as many shades of gray in who's good and who's bad Mm -hmm. there's good and bad on both sides and there's conflict on both sides but like i think i want to hate alicent Mm -hmm. but i just don't hate her
0: yeah yeah it's because am i supposed
1: to feel that way i don't know
0: no I i think so because what the show does is it shows like this clear like she genuinely believes that viserys changed his mind like, she genuinely believes that, she thinks that he, in his last moments, did want Aegon to become king, but there's also part of her that wants to believe that too, like, that maybe, you know, like, she's, maybe there is a bit of uncertainty, but she also does want to believe it, and I think there's that element that she wants to please the people around her, because, obviously, like, you know, her father and stuff, like, that she's had a lot of pressure on her her whole life, so I think it's this sense of, she wants to believe it because it's so much easier for her to appease the people around her if she stops backing Rhaenyra and just gets her son to be king um and there's this yeah so there is this element of like I do feel bad for her at the same time because as well like she wanted like she didn't want to just go to war she wanted to like send a letter or a raven or whatever to Rhaenyra and like like you know lay it all out and tell her the truth or what she believes is the truth um and who knows if that happened, it could have got resolved in a different way if, you know, Rhaenyra had explained everything and they'd have had a conversation. But obviously, they couldn't do that with her being away from King's Landing. So, do
1: you think? I don't know if it happens in the book or not, but mm-hmm. do you think by the end of the show, there will be a scene, whether one of them die or both die, whatever happens, that they will have that conversation and Alison realize this was all a mistake? Um, do you think the show will do that or do you think that's too i a bit comic booky
0: i kind of hope yeah i kind of hope no because i think one of the major like the cool like one of the things about game of thrones that was so good is that people like never like found out things like it just like the whole reason ned stark died and everything like it just kind of never it never amounted to anything like the secrets that he uncovered and stuff like it just it got him killed and that was it like it was dealt with and swept under the rug sort of thing like no one ever found out the truth um yeah i I liked that about game of thrones so i I kind of hope that no no one ever finds out like what viserys truly wanted and that whole thing like it's kind of this thing that rhaenyra just because by the time you get to game of thrones no one knows about this this like dream of egg on the conqueror and the song of ice and fire and stuff so that's got to die out somewhere um, yeah it does So You know
1: And her telling Damon as well Rhaenyra telling Damon Was really interesting mm-hmm. He's so angry And he's choking her And I'm
0: like What the fuck is going on He is, he is, is choking on? her He's not happy and, and,
1: then, and then you sort of realise And then she says it Is that you never knew
0: Yeah Yeah
1: It's like oh shit He's mad He's yeah. mad he wasn't trusted Because that's what he felt like He earned at the end With his brother He felt like his brother Trusted him
0: Yeah And loved him Yeah which, But then which, it turns which, yeah. out He didn't which must be rough for him, but it also makes sense to us because we know that Viserys was only going to entrust that information to his heir, not to, you know, just anyone. Um, yeah, but
1: Damon was supposed to be his heir, and was his heir for a while.
0: Yeah, but I, but, but I guess Viserys didn't
1: Assumed he'd have a son.
0: Yeah, always thought he because he had that dream, didn't he, about having a son? So I he always, some, yeah. so he always, mm-hmm. like, I guess, held on to that until he didn't, and then passed on to Renera. so yeah. yeah which makes it again more complicated like even after viserys has died there's that complication then between him and Damon and their relationship because like Damon's obviously not going to be happy that he didn't know about this big grand targaryen secret um so yeah there's a, there's a lot going on there for sure
1: what did you think of episode 10 then
0: episode 10 Very good. Where
1: we we head over to Rhaenyra. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I felt like so much happened in that episode. There's different shock moments of the show. I don't think... I didn't think anything could beat the end of episode one with Mm -hmm. the sort of, like, birthing scene. Yeah. But then the show does another gruesome birthing scene that I think might have outdone it in episode 10 with Rhaenyra giving birth to a stillborn baby. Yeah. And just being like, all right, crown me now, bitch. It's like, holy fuck
0: yeah that was yeah that was a lot yeah that was a lot Um, it was I did not yeah that was yeah but it was I mean yeah yeah it was yeah it was pretty fucked
1: it was fucked like when you think about it and the fact that the two most gruesome scenes of this show were both her mother and then her giving birth Mm -hmm. and, and there were deaths in both of those situations rhaenyra just somehow survived
0: yeah yeah and i think it's sort of i guess was this i guess works as a moment to sort of i guess i don't know i guess it shows i guess it shows her strength in a way sort of if you're if you're reflecting it against you know what happened to her mother and like the decision that Viserys had to make and that uncertainty and everything. And like, but then you, you know, you, you, you have this another birth scene. Um, but Rhaenyra, you know, ends up all right. I don't, really, yeah, I don't know. That's like a flimsy, <laughs> like, yeah. Trying to figure know. it out. Yeah. Trying to figure out what they're trying to say with that. Like, what, what does it mean for the character? I, I guess it is trying to show a sense of strength. Um,
1: what did you think of the way Ranira handled the usurping and her being that character that's trying to hold it all together and putting a duty first?
0: I think it was interesting seeing her as 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 a queen and do like being in that position. I think it was because you I think at first she's a bit uh unsure, like a little bit apprehensive about like how to conduct the situation and like speak to everybody and deal with it, but I think she she ends up being pretty like, she knows what she's doing pretty fast, and I think it's, you know, with the help of her allies and stuff, she sort of, like, I don't know, I think she steps up pretty quick, and it's, it's quite interesting to see that, and it'll be interesting to see more of that as the show goes on, but, and I think, like, after the events of the very end of the episode, I think she has a lot more conviction now, um, in being queen, and, like, actually, you know, fighting back, and all of that stuff, so, and that might make her, you know, stronger as a leader. So there's that's interesting too. Um,
1: well, she talks about not wanting to make decisions when she's angry, but
0: mm-hmm. at the end
1: of the show, she's pretty fucking mad, bro.
0: Yep, yep. I'd Which, say the
1: I'd say the angriest.
0: Yeah, understandably so. Um, and I think like that. Yeah, I, maybe that's what the birthing scene was trying to say was that you've got this parallel between, you know, her losing a like yeah the stillborn and then also she loses her son at the end of the show and it's like based on Nah, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. I don't know what it's trying to say. Mate, you're I'm trying... You're I'm trying, trying, really trying to figure out what that, what that scene is trying to say because I don't want to admit that it was just for shock value. There's got to be a reason for it, man. There's got to be a reason why they did it. no, you're trying,
1: to be, you're trying to be a film connoisseur. You'd really reach it. You're, like, trying to figure it all out. There
0: has to be so, a reason. Someone in the comments let me know. What is your interpretation? Why I'm, did I'm they sure do it? I'm sure there's
1: an interpretation. You just don't know what it is. I just can't
0: figure it out yet. <clears throat>
1: um, but there, that, obviously, that leads to the big Scene, of season t- of season one, episode ten, mm-hmm. um, where R- Rhaenyra's second-born son—forget his name. Who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> L- what's, Lacer- no, what's his, name is,
0: his
1: no, name? is that the eldest one?
0: Uh, one of them's Jacerys. The other one's Viserys. I'm pretty sure the younger, the younger. Uh, let me have a look.
1: Oh, uh, might be Laceris, But does she Laceris... call him Luke?
0: Yeah, she does
1: okay I think that's what I was thinking of
0: yeah it is Lyserys Lyserys <clears throat> Velaryon yeah yeah he's dead um, now Yeah, Aemon
1: Targaryen his uncle yeah um yeah kills him
0: dead him in and I, what I, I really like Aemond because he's like the kid that we see in earlier seasons he's very insecure he's like uh, like just a nice kid that's being bullied by his brothers and like everything yeah. Yeah, and like his cousins and, and it, yeah. it, it, oh, sorry, his nephews and yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it 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 turns him into the person we see later on. But I think every because he has this like almost this veil of being really tough, like almost like kind of like a fucking like you like a psychopath. Like you're like I don't know what that's this guy's gonna do. But when he loses his cool, you almost see that kid like underneath come out where like he loses yeah. it and like he's not threatening anymore like yeah and i think that you see like that really when he loses
1: control of his dragon
0: mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it's like he didn't mean to kill heiress. um and i like that i think that's like because it adds then more depth to his character of like yeah he's trying to be tough and he's trying to bully him and he's trying to like you know be the tough one but then when it goes wrong he's like oh no like i, I lost control here like i don't know what to do now um and you, you start to see like the guy he really is underneath rather than this you know this tough like exterior he's trying to pretend that he is um and i i really like him as a character i think like exploring him deeper in future seasons will be interesting because i think yeah he's really i I really like aemon's character and that that final scene is kind of like yeah it obviously plays into Rhaenyra's whole thing losing her son but also i really like how it plays into aemon's character too um and it was also just kind of really fucked up as well. Um, just tearing oh, that man. dragon in half. And you you just, knew yeah. as
1: soon as you <clears> saw <throat> the dragon there when he lands, yeah. I was like, get yeah. the fuck out of there. And as soon as he keeps walking, I'm like, well, he's dead. That's the end of that. He's fucking dead. I yeah. don't know how. I don't know what's about to happen, <clears throat> but he's going to die. Lo and behold, just him fly away and you're like in the storm. And we see Storm's End for the first time after all these years. Mm-hmm. And... You just see that shadow, that giant fucking dragon shadow in the clouds. And you're like, yep, okay, there we go. Yeah. And then you're cheering him on And when he gets low and he goes through there. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Get low, use your size to your advantage. That's great. And then as soon as he comes in and breathes fire on him, I'm like, no,
0: can't. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was, yeah. And then you, yeah, he comes out of, of above all these like stormy clouds into like this nice, Calm sky, you're like, ah, oh, he's definitely gonna die right now, at least in like five seconds, and then, yeah, then it happens, um, and it's, oh. it's so rough. Like, I can't say Lysarius is a character I cared about, but I care about Rhaenyra, and so it's like you don't want her kids to die, um, so it it no, does yeah. it does hit you, um, and it is this like you know seeing her reaction to it and everything like the way that 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 is filmed and like that you don't you don't hear it either um i think is you know really well done and it just was a, like a perfect sort of ending to the season like that that moment yeah. i think it, it definitely like it sets up a lot it does yeah it's yeah really well it amazing. pushes
1: it pushes all their characters forward mm-hmm. it's a moment of action that with the most dire consequences and it's going to pull and push all of their characters in many different directions and into a collision ultimately. Yeah. Um, the greens versus the blacks, dragons versus dragons. And we see yep. Damon go to collect more dragons. Yeah. So it's going to be, this is, you know, this is historic. And George R. R. Martin talked about needing four seasons to tell this story properly and I feel like that's an easy ask from HBO I think they'd love to do as much as they can yep. and a four seasons is all it needs well they, they're gonna give them at least four seasons Um after that you know HBO wanted ten seasons of Game of Thrones George R.R. Martin wanted thirteen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Dan and Dave ruined everything fucking did seven and a half kind of just a bullshit god yeah god damn it
0: well they're not gonna they're not gonna fuck up this again there's no way well,
1: yeah now it, now it will be well, said
0: <laughs> oh no oh because no said that. cut that out you josh said that oh damn it
1: no look i i'm confident in this show and i think yeah you know another three seasons i like that it. it's a short story shorter story and it can just be done in a concise way in a few years mm-hmm. um and now going into season two, they've talked about it being way more like the earlier seasons of Game of Thrones just being you're in the moment. Now there's not big time jumps so and we're jumping between all the characters in all that's these gonna different be, places. Now, that's going to be so than, good. Yeah. It will be terrific. Cause we're just so attached to all these characters now. And then there'll be a whole bunch of new characters that we that get introduced into the different characters sort of storylines that we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Now that they're all sort of separate.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, between
1: yeah. Rhaenyra um, and Damon and Aegon and probably Aemond as well and um, mm-hmm. obviously Alicent and Otto so there's gonna be I think a lot of really great you know character work
0: mm-hmm.
1: going forward so um, I can't fucking wait for this second season for other sure. than the, prob- the one problem we face though is we have to wait two
0: fucking two years, years oh that's gonna be crazy two years is a long time it's, to wait for a show.
1: It's, it's too long, bro. It's too long. It's just too fucking long.
0: It is weird that it will be a whole two years before we get a season two. Um, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be a weird one, especially if there's two years between every season. Then...
1: <sighs> but they only renewed... Um, they only renewed it after the first episode aired of this so they've only been you know going to pre-production now and then filming so i feel like surely they'll know they're going to be ordering season three and then four pretty quickly i feel like so it'll be more in the motions rather than waiting to see the sort of audience reaction you know what i mean
0: yeah that does make sense that does make sense yeah hopefully that's the case and we're not waiting two years between each one because then it'll be like the show won't be finished for like eight years
1: yeah, that's yeah, that'll,
0: that'll be, be that'll be fucking wild. I'll be like, yeah, that'll 33. Be, that's an issue for me,
1: bro. That's uh, that's an issue for me. I'll be honest with you.
0: Uh.
1: Yeah, that'll suck, but hopefully, not hopefully, it'll be fine. Um, it'll be not an issue. Mm-hmm. We'll for soon sure. see. We'll soon see. Is there anything we're missing that we we need to really dive into?
0: anything we're missing
1: gone through all the characters Probably. obviously there's like there's like s- some other smaller characters with you know Lane or Valerion we know he's still alive and he's just sort of gone on his way he mm. was a, sort of a cool character um, the sea snake we haven't really talked about much um, yeah, he was and um, Rainice as well his wife they were, they were really great and I loved yeah. the, the way they set them up at the end to, oh, to join in the black side
0: I tell you what here is a question because this is one of the big plot points that people have been a bit like iffy on which is uh rainies when she takes her dragon and crashes through the the ground killing many people do you think that was bad yes yeah like bad as in like she's a bad person or bad as in like that was dumb that they wrote that in
1: that was dumb that they wrote that in
0: yeah i think i was coping for a bit but i agree i think it was probably dumb that they did that um like it it, it made for like a cool scene and it made for this moment where she could confront allison and be or like do that moment of like i'm gonna burn you but i'm not because i'm trying to send a message sort of thing and i'm gonna go away like that was good and that was a good character moment but to get there you had her crashing through the ground and killing lots of people
1: yeah it's probably the biggest loophole of the show but yeah
0: yeah it took
1: some copium and we're okay. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. We'll, we'll get over it. You know, it's fine.
1: Overall, House of the Dragon, you compare this season one to season one of Game of Thrones, mate, I think this show's better than Game of Thrones. I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I like this show better than Game of Thrones. And I'm yeah. talking about season one to season one. It's very unfair and hard and too early to call it the whole way.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I mean, Game of Thrones sucks. So it really it's better, technically. Yeah like if the show never continued ever again you'd be like well i mean what's better one's great and one's not just because one was better for longer doesn't mean it's overall better
0: exactly it's overall Mm -hmm. bad um correct and i think i mean i I would say that i don't i don't think anything in this season beat out ned stark being beheaded i feel like that's a great moment but
1: yeah i agree in terms accept- of like,
0: in terms of like overall consistency, consistency, and quality from episode
1: one to ten, yeah, there were constantly memorable moments. It felt like mm-hmm. you're watching a movie every week. Like yeah. it felt really eventful each episode. Whereas every Gap episode, is yeah. not, not like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, every episode of House of the Dragon was like an event. Every single episode had something to say and something to do and something to contribute, which yeah. I think is rare um, in in the way that it did it.
1: Very rare and hard to do for a first season. But mm-hmm. absolutely terrific stuff. Ten out of ten. Cannot wait for season two. Yeah. Um okay. and I, I guess I guess I'm sure we'll be missing something people get mad, but I feel like we covered a lot in a good amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um so ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you thought. If we missed something, let us know down in the comments. Let us know what you thought of the House of the Dragon. We both obviously love it, and I we can't wait for in two years when there's a fucking season two. Amazing. Um, but I'll tell you what I also, I actually can't wait for. I just cannot wait for it. I have to do it right now. Just thank the great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always for helping us make this show happen. Thank you for your support. If you like what you're listening to here and you want to hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always. Just as little as a dollar a month, you get exclusive access to the best podcast on the internet, the Clubhouse podcast. There's 150 episodes of that show. You can stream it whenever you want for just $1 plus some other cool bonus perks and rewards and some changes down the road in the future, probably in the new year coming that'll be really cool. So... You know, come along for the journey. Appreciate you. And thank you to the people that support us already. So thank you, Baron Keen, Damien the Not Orange Noam Ferrina, Flash Powder, King Richard III, Ryan Hafer, Fatal the Go, Bullseye 47, Eragon, Kim Sabagama, Cream Pass, Alfie Robert, Andrew. Ashton is sad to see Clubhouse go. But as Semisonic once said, every new beginning comes from something, other beginnings end. <laughs> Ashton, I'm never reading that name again. Big Dick, 66909, Ben Higgins is thankful for the sick brethren, Ben Nick Clubbers, BFHC, Biggest Fucking Virgin, Bodge, BQE of Lord the Elder, Brian Ford, Call Me Daddy, Callum, aka I Used to Be the Theftness, Then I Took an arrow to the Knee, Christian0210, Conor Rose, in the Alley, Eli, Epic Alaric, to Hacker, Ethan Dean, Fishy, Furious Coco, Gene, Give Me Your Penis, Kick Wake, Gwen Hughes, Hammond the Weave, Jack TG, 1998 J.B. Bennett, Jameson, also Ear, Earl Jones, Joe the Founder Scarab, John Lang, Josh Duvillier, Josh J. Anderson, Joshua Moore, Liam Loden, Lucas LucasR05 Lumistrad Mario5380 Master Bass Max H Mighty Unicorn Nick Miller Optical World 7 Our best of favorite mod Brandy Play of the rules Radok Ravjai Son of a bitch OG Doggo Spiker Bucks Spike, Spike, Spelling The Blue Cow Tom Welling, Sim, Tony Walshy And Zeppo Thank you Sweet Vinci Lives For the power of this podcast And we'll see you uh, For the next episode Of the As Podcast And we'll see you next week For the Four Pillars Podcast Yeah So Stay tuned. Anything else you want to say, James?
0: No, that's it. See you later, everybody. Bye-bye. Goodbye.